Welcome to the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by LifeWest, the Chiropractic College. I'm your host, Dr. Ron Oberstein. And I'm your host, Dr. Mary Oberstein. And we're excited to have you join us as we bring special guests in the world of health, leadership, business success, and chiropractic. Our mission is to create a brighter future for humanity, and we are thrilled to walk this journey with you. Enjoy this episode, and thank you for being with us today. Well, hello, everybody. Dr. Ron Oberstein, President of Life Chiropractic College West here in the Bay Area, and I am going to welcome you to another episode of our Life West Leadership Line. So we're really excited to have you. Today, I have a very dear friend of mine who is joining us from the complete opposite coast. He's on the right coast. I'm on the left coast. I've got Dr. Peter Morgan coming to us from uh, from New York, New York. Peter, welcome to uh, Life, the Life Leadership Line. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate you. Oh. I love it, man. I've been wanting to get you on here for a while. I know Sharon, uh, my assistant, has been uh, been communicating with you, and um, and we're thrilled to have you. And I, everybody, I just want to give you the story about Peter. A lot of people have been in the profession, uh, you know, more than twenty years. You know, pretty much know, you know, Dr. Peter Morgan. But I'll kind of give you a, just a highlight of this gentleman, and then we're going to jump into our conversation. He's a 1985 graduate of New York Chiropractic College. Uh, he has been practicing 38 years as a chiropractor. He has been in the same location in New York for 38 years, but also he has opened up approximately 15 other practices, you know, during the time, during these 38 years in New York City, and uh, let alone opening up practices in other countries, right? So, so a total of 25 offices that he has opened up. You might know him from the service trips that he does. He's been, uh, uh, Peter, what, 118th, is that right? 116th coming up in August. I've done 115 so far. Yeah, 115 service trips. So uh, servant heart, heart of gold, but not just that. You know, he's been involved in his state association all the way from, you know, being a member when he first joined to, to taking every rank until the presidency, past presidency, um, still a district president. Um, just if there's anybody, you know, they say that like, you know, the, the 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 all the work falls on those that are busy, those that can make it happen. Peter is one of these guys. And what a great balance between the service and the and the business side of it, right? To be able to make that happen. So, and he's got some great stuff. Just open up a birthing area in in Haiti, all kinds of things that we'll dive into. But um that's in a glimpse, the measure of this man named Dr. Peter Morgan, and I can't even touch into all of it, but we will jump into at least a next, you know, certain number of minutes to get, dive in and kind of see what's there. So Pete, let's start it up, man. We'll fire it up, turn the crank, and uh, and we'll testify a little bit. How's that? Sounds great. I'm excited about it. Good. Me too. Me too. You got to look excited. I'm just teasing you, man. I know. I know. Well, I wore my special shirt for today. I know, man. Why is it when I got New Yorkers on that when I got them on the camera, they're kind of like this? <laughs> I don't know. Get them live, they can't take their hands off you. You know, it's it's it is. It's an interesting phenomenon. But but let's do this. You know, I, I I think that if I was to sum up a word, I can think of different words. To, you know, to, that I would use to describe Peter Morgan, Doctor Peter Morgan, right? 
And I want to, one of the words that I would, that I would bring to light would be a leader because you're doing all this stuff in leadership, right? You're leading service trips. And I don't know if our viewers know, Pete, what it takes, you know, to, to put one of these on. It's not like, oh, just show up and we're there. You know, it's, it's a lot of stuff that goes on. We do them at the colleges, you know, and then all the stuff in your association, all the offices you own up, you know, that leadership aspect is just amazing. And let's start talking about that just to start our, our, our show, you know, because give, give me what your definition of leadership is or how you view it. That would be a definition, how you view it and how you, how you operate from it. Well, I can tell you how I became a leader. And uh, quite frankly, it was just really easy uh, for me. It started after chiropractic college. And basically, it was joining and becoming a member of an organization. That was the first thing I did. Um, when my practice started to uh, do great, uh, I got a little bit more involved. I became a district president. And just being involved in the politics of chiropractic and being around chiropractors all day long, that's what got me into the leadership position. And let me tell you something, being a chiropractic leader exploded my practice. So I look at chiropractic leadership. If you want to have a busy office and, you know, as you, I was a DE guy back in the 80s and um, Sid talked about that. And, uh, you know, so it exploded my office to be a leader just means talking about chiropractic. A chiropractic leader is talking chiropractic all day long. Uh, and that's all I do. All I do is talk chiropractic. And what does that lead to? New patients, uh, a lot of office visits, uh, people understanding you without even having to try to talk to them, uh, educating them. It just happens automatically. Yeah. And that's so true because, you know, the phenomena that I've just heard you say is that the more you talk, the more you work in chiropractic, right? The more you put into it, you know, the more you're going to get out of it. And that's not by design as far as I want to, I'm, it's not like I want to give to get but I'm going to give to give, right? And the more you're speaking, the more you live it, the more people see that in you, and whether they see it physically or osmotically or energetically, and boom, things start happening. And it is true. You and know. It reminds me of what Sid said back in the day, and I still watched this video of him saying it, is that are you into chiropractic or is chiropractic into you? Because you can be into a lot of things. You can be into tennis. You can be into opera. You can be into so many things. You can be into chiropractic. But if chiropractic is into you, then you're going to be consumed by it. And then everything you're ever going to talk about is about chiropractic. And your office is just going to explode. Absolutely. That's what happened with me. Absolutely. And the truth is this. I think that the life explodes. You know, and then the office is just a byproduct of that. Right. You know, you know. What the more we're putting into our life, the more we're developing ourselves as people, you know, it's just going to explode like that. Right. And and you, the bigger I get, the bigger everything else around me gets that I play with. Right. It's it's it really is. It's so interesting to watch that. And yet I have to tell you this, like, you know, when when uh, our students graduate, you know, as you know, you probably got tapped on the shoulder at some point in 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 New York and the state association saying hey uh, can you help out or whatever you know because they're always looking for people there's never enough volunteers but i usually tell my my graduates just wait a couple of years get involved you know pay That's your diabetes right and then yeah get some footing underneath you then take on some of the responsibilities right but i want to touch on something because you know you are one of the only representatives for chiropractic or the only possibly to the united nations 
Yeah. And you know what? You know, let me tell you what that did for me. Um, and see, here's how the things when you serve for the sake of serving and give for the sake of giving and love for the sake of loving, these amazing things happen to me, uh, to everybody that does that. Um, so uh, I took this role as um, to become a representative uh, to the United Nations from the World Chiropractic Alliance. Uh, I was a member of that organization, still am. And um and while doing that, it enabled me to get in contact. It gave me the it gave me the fortitude to when I was serving in Haiti to go and knock on a military base in Haiti, several military bases, uh, United Nations military bases, and say, "Hey, I want to serve you, and I want to serve your soldiers. We want to deliver chiropractic to your to your to your military bases." And what that did was enabled me and my teams over the years. We've adjusted. I've adjusted adjusted generals i've adjusted majors colonels all kinds of people we've adjusted thousands of military people but we they also said what can we do for you and they allowed us to stay on our on their military bases so we did 25 uh mission trips at united nations military bases on the bases staying in the barracks with the soldiers they even drove us on their tanks a couple of times um so you know when you get involved Great things happen to you. Uh, so that's what happened right there. I love it. I love it. And then at the United Nations, you know, the, the actual United Nations, right? What That's in New York City, correct? Uh, yeah, it's right there in New York City. So it's not that far from me. So actually, it's a train right away, a 15-minute train ride, and I'm right at the United Nations. So I go down there um, uh, monthly, uh, periods of time weekly, and just try to get involved in some of the some of the uh, things that are going on there as an as an NGO. And basically, what happens is, um, you know, I meet people. I get a lot of new patients from it, for sure. I have some of the people come on our chiropractic uh, mission trips, and uh, when some of these people come on a chiropractic mission trip, um, they see chiropractic in a whole new light. And let me tell you, they become lifelong patients. And this is non chiropractors. These are non-chiropractors. So I, most of my trips will be all chiropractors, but every trip we have about five or six lay people. For example, on my next trip in August, I got 90 people coming. And out of those 90 people, I got five lay people. So, uh, so those people will become lifelong chiropractic patients after they see what we do on a service trip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how could they not, right? Um, yeah. If they didn't, they, that means that they don't want anything to do with chiropractic and they're going to turn their back on what which we know isn't going to happen. Um, but what happens in the United Nations chamber? I'm just curious, you know, like, have you I, I, and I think we need to let people know what an NGO is also. Yeah, it's a non-governmental organization, um, which the uh, World Chiropractic Alliance is a non-governmental organization. So uh, there's many different types of non-governmental organizations, from people doing things with water to things with hunger, all kinds of different uh, organizations that are involved in the United Nations. Um, so we get a pass that we get with our pictures on it. And we're able to go into the United Nations, you know, after going through the security and everything, but we're not able to go to all of the different things that are going on there. The NGOs are only privy to certain things. So only when we're invited to go to the General Assembly can we do that? And that doesn't happen very frequently. But, you know, what my idea is, is to be an influencer and to influence, influence people down there about chiropractic. So I'm down there. Um, really to try to uh, teach people about chiropractic. 
I love it. I love it. I love it. 116 service trips. Yeah, yeah. 115. 116 is in August. August. Uh, I remember when you were telling me, hey, my 100th is coming up. I remember that distinctly. And well, I do, I do six a year. Yeah. And uh, they're coming up quick. My goal was 150, which would be in about five, six years from now. Um, so uh, I am uh, working hard to do that. And, you know, one of the things about a service trip is you, you got to keep in shape. So uh, this is helping me keep in shape because you can't go out. It's 100 degrees in 80 in August, uh, 110 probably. And you got to be in pretty good shape. So I just came from the gym right now and uh, got to get in shape for this next trip. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And 110, but what's the humidity, right? <laughs> the humidity. Yeah. 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 So talk about them. You know, like, like, where did it start? You've got, you know, your main trip or your trip that you take people on is to Dominican Republic and, and Haiti, right? And you've got, I know you have this, this love affair with both countries, right? But especially right. my senses, and this is just Ron's sense, is especially Haiti, for some reason, this affinity, although you love both, you know, it's like kids, right? Um, how did it start there? And 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 where was the beginning? What year was the beginning? Okay, well, the beginning was uh, 2001. I had gone on some mission trips with my churches back in the day, many years ago. And in 2001, I happened to be the uh, executive board of the New York Chiropractic Council when our Twin Towers got hit. And uh, immediately, um, the, as the towers were going down, chiropractors were coming from all over the country to come and help and serve. So my job became as the administrator of uh, this chiropractic mission trip. I call it a mission trip, even though it was in my own city, because uh, we immediately got um, uh, to work with the Red Cross. It was the first time in our profession that we ever officially worked with the Red Cross. And uh, my job was if you if you if you were licensed anywhere in the United States, you could come to New York with your license and we would and we got a law passed within days that allowed chiropractors from any state to practice in New York during this crisis. And my job was to take uh, take your picture, get your card laminated with it would say New York Chiropractic Council and Red Cross. And then you could get through the police barricades. We served there for nine months in five different respite centers, uh, 24 hours a day. So my job was to get you to your location to where you were going to serve. And that was my first chiropractic mission trip. Wow. And listen, I mean, I think everybody knows no matter where they are in the world, 9-11. And I think that, uh, I mean, the stories I've heard, you know, from Bob DeBonis and other people who who, who served, you know, alongside you, you know, there, um, the 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 workers there, not the chiropractors, but the people working in 9-11, the clear debris to do all the things they had to do, it, they, they loved and they so appreciated what the chiropractors did. Well, as a matter of fact, the... Um... Um, on the and, and the first couple of days afterwards, we were adjusting uh, Gary D. Benedetto, a good friend of mine. Uh, we, he was adjusting a lot of people and uh, especially firemen. And um, the police wanted the chiropractors to leave. Um, and the fire department, the firemen stopped the police in their tracks and said, no, 
we want the chiropractors here. And so um, one of them gave us the information about the Red Cross, gave to Gary DiBettadano, who then I took it to Ellen Coyne, who was the president of our organization at the time. And then we basically got in touch with the Red Cross and we got all that authorized in a, in a couple of days. So the people really, the firemen especially, really appreciated chiropractors and not all the people did down oh, there. Sure. I mean, I hear stories right today. I mean, not today, but but this these days where people, uh, you know, have fire people, fire, you know, fire, I'll call them people, not firemen, but fire, you know, fire people coming up or different workers there coming up to them. They might see them somewhere and say, you took care of me, you know, at ground zero. These are the things that they're hearing, right? And it's kind of like, whew, that was 20 something years ago, you know, it was like in, in, incredible. Um, and it was just a massive service that was done. And I think that that deserves to be, I think you should add 10 service trips onto your scorecard because that was <laughs> practice came from all over the country from Alaska, from everywhere. And, you know, I, I never saw a chiropractic in that light before from purely service like that at those days. And that's what led me um, to, to, to become part of the start chiropractic mission work um, because shortly thereafter, nine months, we were there nine months and nine months later um, I went to the Dominican Republic with a friend of mine, Todd Harold is a chiropractor. We brought our chiropractic tables along just to adjust hotel workers and stuff. And um, we were adjusting some people and one of the little gals said, hey, I, 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 I feel unbelievable. Can you can you help my mom? She's she's really sick. And and so I said, of course we can. And she lived only less than a mile from this beautiful resort that me and Todd and our wives were staying at this, uh, you know, beautiful resort, swimming pools, all these different things. And we went out to uh, to do a house call. I thought we were doing a house call, but they the people lived in shacks and they were so poor. And when we put our tables out to adjust this woman, everybody was standing around and said, hey, can we have some of what you're doing? And after we started, we adjusted all of these people, maybe 100 people in the next hour, couple of hours, me and Todd, I said, this has to be a chiropractic mission trip. I had never been on a chiropractic mission trip, but I heard about Jim Sigafus's trips back in the day. And um, and Larry Webster went on that trip that I, I wanted to go in 1991 with Larry Webster and, and Sigafus and Jim Dubell, but I missed it. So I said, this has got to be a mission trip. So that's how I started it. Yeah. And so when you did this, that, that was in the DR. Is that correct? That, that was, was in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. yeah. Family vacation or, or you know, two Kairos and their wives, you know, go yeah. on vacation and, and you never know what's going to be born when you go on a, <laughs> exactly. you go on a holiday and you birth the mission trip. Um, and and so what happened after that? Like, you know, I know you, you went over into Haiti and did you get... Are you government? Of, you know, like, like t talk to us about. Well, it's an interesting story because uh, I was a speaker at New Beginnings. I still am. And I, I went back to New Beginnings and I made flyers. And, you know, in 2002, it wasn't so easy to make a flyer like it is now. Computers weren't the same. I didn't even know how to make a flyer in 2002. Um, and uh, we made some flyers. We handed them out. I had seven people come on a mission trip. The next, then I had testimonials. Then I had 14 people come on a mission trip. Uh, then 20 people come on a mission trip. In 2008, I had 108 people come on a mission trip. I had MTV sent a representative in the World Chiropractic, uh, the, not the World Chiropractic, the World um, Record book came to Haiti. Of course, I had to pay for all of this. I was the Guinness. administrator. 
Yeah, and I have set five chiropractic world records. We saw 75,000 people in eight days. We saw um, 22,000 people in two days. And uh, we had 75 chiropractors on a plane. But all this had to be documented. We documented with pictures, sign-in sheets. Believe me, 75,000 people signing a sheet is not an easy thing to do. But uh, I wanted to do it. For some reason, I wanted to have chiropractic world records. Um and uh, so I did it. And uh, but you said MTV was there. Yeah, MTV sent the rep- representative along with the with the world record holders uh, thing to document what we were doing. So uh, yeah, that was an that was an administrative nightmare. I can tell you, um, but I pulled it off, and now I got that in my uh, in my repertoire, my resume, or whatever you want to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna need it. <laughs> The question I have for you is this, though, like, you know, I mean, did you like people might be wondering, well, man, I'm, I'm just going to go on vacation over to, you know, Trinidad and I'm just going to start adjusting people, you know, that kind of thing, you know, and I get it. You know, back in the day with that, that used to take place. But now, you know, I mean, you know, you take care of officials, right? You take care of government officials. You take care of, you know, the army like you like you said, you take care of the military, you know, the police, the all these different people. Right. I mean. They know you. Correct? Well, it's interesting. And it's interesting. Yeah, I got to know a lot of people. Um, and um, but it's interesting. You mentioned Trinidad because I did a few trips to Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, Dr. Jim Sigafus was doing Tobago. I was doing Trinidad at the same time. Um, I did trips. I did one trip, uh, two trips, actually, to Cuba. One was a mission trip. Uh, and then. I did the Bahamas. We did a bunch of different islands. But what happened was in uh, someone invited me to go to Haiti in 2008. So I started going to Haiti in 2008. And then in 2010, um, we did a mission trip to Port-au-Prince because there was a lot of people there. And then 20 hours before the second worst earthquake in man's history, um, we flew home from our mission trip. And at that moment, uh, when I got back home and that earthquake happened um, and we lost some of our uh, people in Haiti um, or translators and such people like that, God spoke to me and said, hey, you got to you got to be in Haiti. And um, so we went I went back three days later. The team came five days after the earthquake. And um, and in those days, we um, we took in uh, a patient of mine was uh, was a taxi cab driver in New York City. And he was uh, he said he was famous in Haiti. I never believed him because he came in in the workers comp accident, a no fault accident, a car accident here. He had all these accidents. And uh, but sure enough, he happened to be famous in Haiti. We went down there and he had a big piece of property and the Lions Club gave me 25 tents. And we took in over 1000 children. And because he was famous, we got licensed in Haiti to open up an orphanage. So, you know, who knew I was going to be running a chiropractic orphanage, uh, still doing it now, 12, 13 years later, still have the orphanage. um, But we had 1000 children at one time living in tents all those children were adopted by Haitian people who lost their own children. We never gave anybody up for adoption after that. Um, it's just been a family home. We have about 35 children at our orphanage right now. These children are children that have been taken in. They've been found on the bridges or their grandparents were taking care of them. Their parents moved away and the grandparents died. Uh, we have um, We have had a number of different 
things that happened uh, where we take in children. So right now we have 35 children there. And I think that our viewers need to know this because, you know, the, the, the you, you said it, that the, the earthquake in Haiti was the second worst earthquake, you know, in the modern era, right? 300,000, over 300,000 people died. Yeah, I mean, it's an eighth, of, an eighth of the city. Yeah, it's just crazy. And so a lot, a lot of those are children and a lot of those are children's parents. And and it, yeah, I mean, it, what you did is such a, I'll call it a mitzvah, you know, such a blessing um, to be able to reunite children, you know, with somebody to unite, not reunite, but unite, right? To have somebody to take care of them. And um, and that country really pulled together too. But, you know, I, I think I want our viewers to know, Peter, that, you know, when you flew home from that service trip in 2000, the early 2000, and the earthquake happened and you turned around two days later and went back or three days later and went back, um, they need to know that, you know, you were a practicing chiropractor. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, a matter of fact, I was in the office today. Uh, I didn't see that many people personally because I have a bunch of associates. But um, but I was, yeah, my office is still running. I still. But, but, I'm saying that, but I want to say in those days, going back, you know, you were seeing a lot of people yourself, you know, and you came back home from doing a service trip. Disastrous earthquake happens and you in your heart, you're told, go back. And you, you just left and went back. I know that you probably have people taking care of people, you know, at home, but still like, you know, your business is, was a, your business wasn't on your business at home, your business was on the world and how to serve and how to take care of people, right? And where you're needed. And I and I just wanna, I just want you to know that that's very inspiring. You know, it's super inspiring because, you know, a lot of people gonna say, well, yeah, I know I just left there and that's devastating. And I know I could do good, but I've got, I've got, I've got this, I have to take care of my, my office, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, but you just followed what was there, man. Oh, just here's the interesting thing. The interesting thing is I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even think about it. I just had to go. Um, and what happened as for me doing that without thinking about it and, you know, and, you know, of course, your your office is on your mind, but I didn't even really, you know, I didn't really think about it. But after those mission trips, those early, those mission trips from after the earthquake, I was interviewed by a lot of press in New York City. People knew I went. People told people I went and all the things I was doing. Man, my office was flooded with new people. You can't even believe. I can't even. I couldn't even believe it. No, no advertising in the world could do what happened to me from from that. Not that I did that for that intention. When you come from, when you come from service, you know. I mean, I don't know how you can teach this to somebody. People, you have to experience it, right? But when you come from service, when you come from goodness, when you come from caring, when you put yourself out of the equation. I'll tell you who could teach it. I could tell you who could teach it. Sid Williams, because he taught me and you about it. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the guy who can teach it. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? I, I, I tell you what, I mean, I know on my tombstone, if I'm, if I'm not cremated, which I hope to be cremated, but, but uh, I don't know what they're going to do with me once I'm gone. I won't have say over it, but um, you know, I want uh, my marker. I want to have that, you know, he did his best to live a life of service. Right. I mean, it's, it's really what it's about. And, you know, it really is. I, I appreciate you, man. I really do. And, and, um, you know, we're, we're kind of hitting our witching hour, but 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 I just want to talk about one quick thing before we shut the show down on just this episode. And that's that I want you to tell, tell us about the birthing 
center that you have now in Haiti. Yeah, well, that that was interesting um, because um, there are so many children in Haiti. And we took care of all of these children that we took in at our orphanage back in those days. And um, and what I noticed is that all the people that came on the chiropractic mission trips, all the chiropractors, they all wanted to see a lot of children. Um, and then one day I was invited a chiropractor in uh, in Cairo, Europe. Uh, said he knew someone in Haiti that was running a birthing center. And I, um, and so they put me in contact with them and I went there and I spoke to the people and I said, you know, we'd like to have our chiropractors come down on one of our service trips and adjust all the moms, uh, and the babies, if that's okay. And, um, so they said, fine. And when we went there and we adjusted, uh, all of the new babies and all of the moms, it just wasn't the, the way that I envisioned it because they didn't want to give us permission straight out to adjust the people. We needed to ask permission from each mom. And and we didn't really have enough time to really get into uh, the chiropractic story like we want, wanted to, but we did, you know, but and some moms would be adjusted and some and some, you know, moms will let their babies be checked. But I wanted to be able to check all the babies. And so the only way that was going to happen was that I decided to open our own birthing center. I didn't know how to do it, but again, I didn't know how to run an orphanage either. But when God speaks to you, I think that uh, I figured out how to do it. Uh, we hired three uh, midwives. Uh, we built a budget. We, you know, because it's uh, because and another reason that was really important is that 100, one in 180 women in the region of Haiti that we're serving die in childbirth. Uh, one of uh, uh, every five children die in childbirth, which is crazy numbers. So um, besides but, us but wanting said, to address newborns. You said one in five children being born in Haiti die? During by the time they're five years old. These newborns born in these conditions wow. by the time they're five years old. Wow. Yeah. Um, these stats are easily, uh, you know, Googled. So that's a good thing. Um, but the, the, the sad thing is the stats are true. And so, um, and so we started this and, uh, and here's an amazing thing. We started this two years ago, Ron, and we've birthed, uh, our budget only allows us to birth about 10, 10 babies a month, uh, because it costs us $75 from when the mom first comes in in her first trimester all the way through having the baby. And we provide vitamins and chiropractic care. Uh, it costs us about $75 per, per, per mom and baby. And, but the interesting thing is we've birthed 300 babies in these couple of years now, and only one baby had to have a C-section. Wow. So, um, that's an amazing stat right amazing. there. Amazing. And, and it'd be cool to do research on that, right? To be able to see, yeah. you know, it's great. Dude, I, we can go on. And I and I just, you know, your stories are incredible. Um, you know, I what, got a lot of them. I got a lot of different ones. I know you do, man. I know you do. We've sat down <laughs> and talked about a lot of them, right? You know, whether it was in uh, whether it was in the Dead Sea floating or wherever the hell we've been together. Oh my goodness! You know? Oh my god! I got stories about you with you and, and absolutely, oh, But 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 Peter, listen, I want to thank you, and I want to thank you for joining us today, and thank you for sharing. I want to thank you mostly for you know, really probably more importantly for the service that you've done in this world and for the difference that you made and. Um, and that you continue to make 
Uh, it takes a it takes a very strong person to 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 keep the fortitude going right over all the years and years and years. There's a lot of people who can come out and you know have a have a, a an MVP season and then boom be out of the league two years later. But to me, it's a longevity of the game. You know, it's the consistency of the game, and and you certainly have been doing it for a long time and still plan to do it for a long you know much longer. And I I just appreciate you. So thank you, my man. And it was great having you on the show. Hey, thank you. But hey, let me just tell you this. My wife just came home. I guess she didn't know I was in here or she heard me, but she turned the lights down. So uh, <laughs> my lighting is not really good. <laughs> oh, that, that, I think it's great when you said she probably didn't hear me. Who could who cannot hear you? you know? Oh, here she is. I, I, I will tell her I said hello. I will. It's just I wonderful. Will. And uh, and listen, I, I, I thank you again, man. Just thank you so much. And and to our viewers, thank you. Thanks for coming week in and week out, checking out these Life Life West Leadership lines. Um, you know, you know that we drop these every other week, and on the opposite weeks, we have our Life by Life West, and we have just amazing guests line up. Um, but but mostly, thank you for sharing these. You know, you're sharing with friends, you're sharing with people who who need to hear the message or you want them to hear the message. They don't necessarily need to. And this is how things happen, man. I'm telling you, just from this alone, just from this one podcast with Dr. Peter Morgan, we can spur and we can start getting more people doing service trips. And that's super important. Peter's got his, um, you know, Life West. We have three different trips that we go on that we take our students and DCs to. So you can join us. Uh, Peter's in Haiti, Dominican Republic. You know, Life West is over in uh, Tonga, the island of Tonga in the South Pacific. We're in India, and now we're in Mexico. Um, so just know that we love and appreciate you, all that you do. Uh, keep going out, doing everything that you do from your heart. The more you serve, the whole you give from is directly proportional to the whole that you receive from. So make that whole as big as you can by serving and by sharing what the gift that you have and keep loving those people around you and hugging those people around you because, you know, the greatest commodity we have on this planet is love. And the more that we use it, it multiplies. So until our next show, for Dr. Peter and myself, I will bid you a farewell and I'll see you on the next Life West Leadership Line. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. And for the love, commitment, and passion you emanate every day. Together, we know we will make this world a better place.